Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. But let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud, proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Well, hello! All of you out there, in the interwebs, listening to this great Let's Talk, the Tony Michaels podcast, today, today we have a special guest on our podcast. He is someone who has met the former Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. He's going to give us a couple stories about the former Vice President, Mike Pence, because I have a lot of questions about... January 6th, where Mike Pence was, where he wasn't, who he was on the phone with. Does he know who Jeffrey Rosen is? Maybe maybe Trump doesn't even know who this Mike Pence character is. Maybe he's just a coffee boy at this point. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to ask we're going to ask our guest today though about some stories that he has about the former vice president and the former governor of Indiana. Mike Pence. So we're gonna, we're going to do that today with our guests. We're also we're also going to get into a little bit about Trump going to prison. Is he going? Is he not going? Will he go? Where will he go? Will it be a a county jail? Will it be a, a state prison? What about a federal prison? I don't know. Maybe a nice luxury condo in Russia. So we're going to talk about that as well today. But I want to bring my guest on. My guest is the executive producer of the Noel Kassler podcast, Jimmy Kennedy, and he's also the host of his own podcast, the JBK On Air. And that's where you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, as JBK On Air. That's his handle. That's where you need to find him at. Or just search Jimmy Kennedy, and you'll you'll find him. But he's the executive producer of the Noel Kassler podcast, which has taken off. Uh, Noel Kassler does his car rants. He does the podcast. Everyone needs to listen to this podcast, and you need to go listen to Jimmy's podcast as well. I'm going to bring him in here. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. Thanks for having me on, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so tell me a little bit about the podcast. You're the executive producer right. uh, on, on Noel's podcast, and then you have your own podcast. So tell us about the difference in the content. Is there a difference? What what is these? What is the goal of these podcasts? What kind of content is this? Uh, I'll tell you right now that my podcast is not one that's going to be um the mine jbk on air uh is kind of just a creative vessel for my content that when i'm feeling creative i'll put it on there um several of the people that i've talked to are media professionals so if you're interested in uh doing something in media and want some uh mentorship on how to get started i talked to a lot of my friends that i've met in the past uh that are my age and people that i've uh admired in the business uh and then the noel castler podcast is one that i work with uh with noel castler he's a stand-up comedian based out of uh, new york city and 
That primarily is going to be talking about politics and just current events going on in the week. Um, a lot of his background is in live music as well as live television. So anything in pop culture can kind of be covered on our show. But for right now, a lot of the talk is about Trump and the chaos agent that he is to our republic. So, so, so Noel, and, and I, I have been watching, and Noel has a great insight on Trump and even people surrounding Trump because he's worked a lot in the business. Right. Um, and it's, it's crazy the amount of stories that he has about some of these people uh, behind the scenes. Now, obviously, there's some pressure uh, on some of these stories that he's actually been telling, I'm sure. Is that is that is that fair to say? That uh, I, um, I noticed I noticed the other day that his Twitter account got hacked. Well, I, he's certainly speaking truth to power, um, and I, you know, I'm not I'm not as good of a storyteller, especially when it's not my perspective to tell. So I I'm gonna tease it to, to send people <laughs> to the podcast because that's good. That's good. Well, hey, Noel, that's Noel what tells the stories a lot better than me, but. Um, that's you know, what an executive producer yeah. is supposed to do, right? Yeah. You know, so listen, listen to Noel tell the stories. But <laughs> one guy I can give you a reference point with is Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, you know, former VP and governor uh, of the state of Indiana. The first time that I met him face to face was at a Colts game. That was my background and how I met Noel uh, during the Trump regime and hit and it being just terrible. I reached out to him because I had heard heard him in an interview, and I said, "Hey, you know, let me let me talk to you and let me ask you some questions because I wanted to see what I could gather from Noel's perspective." And um, going back to Mike Pence, I had been um, a game day staff member for the Indianapolis Colts for four seasons, and it was very similar to the job that Noel did in entertainment, where I was essentially a go between. I was a liaison for the uh, public relations department with the the Indianapolis Colts and there's a area on the field at Luke Soil where if you're in the media and you need B-roll for the nightly news or if you're going to be ESPN and covering the game you'll be in that area I was the first guy you would talk to at Lucas Oil when you walk onto that area of the field and <laughs> when I met uh, former VP uh, Mike Pence he was still governor at that point he hadn't been chosen by Trump as the VP um he walked out onto the field, saw me, and keep in mind, I'm I'm the only guy visible within, you know, 100 yards of the actual field. And he says, uh, you know, how are you? You know, shakes my hand, and it kind of seemed like a photo op opportunity, you know, because I'm, I'm a person with disability. Um, but it wasn't like a make-a-wish situation. You know, I was a staff member for the Colts. I had a tie on, you know, so... For me, it seemed a little put on the whole facade of him coming up to me um, just because I think he's a little opportunistic like that. You know, if, if he gets a, a picture or some video of him talking to a kid with a walker, it's going to help him in the polls the next week. So I'm not saying that's his intention. I don't know where his heart lies, but it seemed awfully opportunistic uh, when he met me on the field that day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who would wouldn't anyone imagine that Mike Pence would take an opportunity to 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 advance his political career, right? Well, and one other thing I want to say, having a disability, I can tell when somebody's talking to me as a person or as, you know, "Hey buddy, aren't you glad to be here? You know, isn't this a great game?" It was more that for Mike, you know, like 
it's so good to see you. Good for you standing here. You know, like, oh, you know, it, it felt oh. that way. Now, I have reservations about Mike, but again, right? You know, he works with Trump. He's going to take every opportunity he can to advance himself, you, even you if know, it's at my expense. The the uh, the thing is, r- regardless of his intention, uh, yeah. the problem is for Mike Pence is we totally can we totally can imagine that his intention. Uh, would be ill-gotten in that situation, and uh, so it felt that gross when he kind of, hey, well, it, it, you gotta almost like this... patting you on the head or what? It, it... Well, it was like, and as he was walking away, I'm like, oh, that's that's it, you know? I mean, there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to Mike. I thought he would be, you know, more of a powerful presence. Um, uh, well, you know, but um, and the funny thing too, Tony, he's like twenty minutes from me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm living in the suburb that he's at now. Right, and, right. Oh, oh. So, so you're talking about you're now twenty minutes from where he yeah. bought a house and is living now. So the mansion that he bought in this in a suburb of Indianapolis where I'm at, it's a multi million dollar home. I've seen it. You can find the Zillow link, and um, you know it's about twenty minutes outside of a golf course that's hosted the PGA Championship. Uh, John Daly won at, back in the 90s at this course. Right. They hosted the BMW Championship a few years ago. Um, you know, so it's a it's a wealthy area, and he's got the money because he signed a, a book deal with Simon and Schuster a while back, and it's gonna well, they all the, get a book deal. That's the whole purpose of Trump, in. man. That's right, man. That's the they're whole purpose. In. I said this uh, on Wednesday on the last podcast about Bill Barr. The reason why right. Bill Barr told Trump, no, nope, nope, not going to do that whole federal crime thing, uh, is because he wants a book deal. You know, Bill Barr, and I think Bill Barr got his book deal too, didn't he? I, mean, I think that, that news dropped a couple It's in the making, ago. if it's yeah, not well, already I mean, done. Yeah, he's going to get one. Well, uh, and I got one more story. So oh, 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 so another Mike Pence story. This okay, is another good. Mike Pence story. Right. So... Uh, before I don't know exactly the the measure of events because I you gotta remember I'm all, I'm born in 1994 I'm only 26 years old so it's hard for me to recount this information so between the time that he was in Congress uh, and the time that he was governor he was shortly a talk show host in Indianapolis on WIBC which is our conservative you know news talk station and my one of my teachers. Uh, I graduated from the University of Indianapolis. Uh, before working for the university, he worked for the network that carried Mike Pence's show. And he said that Mike Pence was similar to Rush Limbaugh, but worse. You know, he would just read the newspaper and quote the Bible, you know, as, as information <laughs> over over the airwaves. And one day, you know, and for anybody that's been in radio, they'll understand this. You know, you have the talk you have the host in the talk room and then you have the producer with the board and all the buttons, right? The one of the cardinal rules in radio is that if you're a producer, you never leave the studio without at least letting the host know. Cause more often than not, the host doesn't have a radio background to get you on off the air. So, um, but one day Mike's producer just walked out, like said, screw it. You know, I'm done. And, had enough of the Bible verses, I guess. And huh? at that point, it was a syndicated show. Like, the, the producer ended up getting fired. But, you know, Mike had behaved so poorly that it caused his producer to say, okay, you know, I, I don't want to take this anymore. You know, like, that's that's the kind of personality uh, that he has, I guess, when it comes to forming a working relationship, you know. Well, the, I, I, I think I think that's, that's actually something that a lot of people 
don't know about Mike Pence is because if you go back and you listen to some of his radio clips, or even when he would give speeches on the floor when he was a member of Congress, mm-hmm. uh, even when he was the governor of Indiana, he was a completely different person than when he was vice president. His yeah. his transformation into what he who he was when he was vice president was to basically go, hey, don't worry about the buffoon. There's someone here who has a brain and who can operate and function as a political figure, you know, and, well, and, and do this policy thing. It really did seem like that. Like, Mike Pence was never really this, uh, at least this is my impression from all the media that I've seen of Mike Pence prior to uh, his, 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 acceptance as the Cheeto dust knee pad for, <laughs> right, for Trump right. was he wasn't this soft-spoken, measured guy. He was a flamethrower, and that was his intent. <sighs> and, and and then he, he changed what he was when he became the candidate for when – he, when, he, when he got on the ticket for Trump. Well, and, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. He's a, he's a guy that loves power. You know, and loves the prestige of power. Okay? You're saying that Republicans only care about power? Come on, Jimmy. Well, well, I mean, you have to realize, too, you know, he's a guy that pushed for um, the, relig- the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, you know, REFRA, which was the whole, I think it turned into a Supreme Court case where it was like a bakery can refuse to make a cake for a gay couple, you know, that whole thing. Right. And it's like, a private business doesn't have to necessarily serve someone, you know, if they, if they don't choose right. to. Now, certainly you have different parameters that you can be sued for, but it, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't an issue, but they made it political because right. and they tied religion to it. You know, we've always talked about the separation of church and state. It seems to be getting closer and closer. And let me tell you, Mike Pence is the handsmaid's tail version of Trump. <laughs> if, if we had... If we had him and mother, way, right? Him and mother, right? Exactly. <laughs> he can't even be in the room without with another woman oh. if mother's not there. God, I wish you know, I would. Like, I wish I would have pulled mm. the TikTok that I have about him uh, uh, on January sixth <laughs> about uh, him being in a room. Uh, he couldn't be in a room with a woman. It uh, uh, that that to me, I mean, how does it speak to your character when you say, well? I can't be in a room with another woman. Like, is it that you can't trust the woman or you can't trust yourself? Because it really does, it really does feel like you can't trust yourself and your wife can't trust. I don't know. I don't know. I just. It's a weird power dynamic for sure. And the weird thing too about the whole, you know, uniting of Pence and Trump, Trump needed somebody to get the evangelical vote. You know, but and who is less Christian than Donald Trump? Seriously, you know, as far I, I mean, as, I mean, yeah. there there is there is a small list, <laughs> right? And most I mean, of them, most of them look like Mike Pence. But you know, I, <laughs> I, I you know, that? <laughs> you know, I'm saying the package of both Trump and Mike Pence uh, was showcased very beautifully amongst the heartland. You know, uh, Noel always talks about how they. How they thump the Bible, flags, and guns. You know, if they hit those main three, you're gonna get sixty percent of the vote. You know, or whatever the percentage is of the the base. Guns, the God, base. and country. That's right. Guns, you know? God, and country. Well, I mean, we we grew up in the Midwest. You're from Indiana. I'm from Missouri. Yes. So I mean, we grew up in these 
in these places where this is this is the the shtick, right? Uh-huh. It it's 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 the old the old red, white and blue shtick where you know, you have to have a certain certain perspective or a, or carry a certain book uh, <laughs> to yeah. or, or quote from a certain book like a Mike Pence or a Marco Rubio. Have that when you said that earlier about Mike Pence spouting off Bible verses, it reminds me of Marco Rubio's Twitter account. He just like <laughs> he just like, "Hey, I'm a Christian Bible verse. Hey, I'm a Christian Bible verse." Like, dude, we we get it. We get it. We we get it. Like we can read too. It's I don't know. But well, anyways, this back to this whole God's gun country. Um so what you're saying is you think the reason why Jared and Ivanka wanted him to pick Mike Pence is because they thought Mike Pence could deliver a victory cuz I remember I remember when he was picking Mike Pence, they like held him over on the plane and mm-hmm. they really they really had to work to get Trump to pick Pence because Pence is kind of the anti-Trump kind of look, right? I mean, it yeah. he's he's not you're not going to be able to accuse Mike Pence of having sex with a porn star while his <laughs> wife is pregnant with his with his eighth child, right? Exactly. You, you're just yeah. that's not the kind of guy Mike Pence is. He doesn't even go in a room with another woman, let alone be <laughs> within 100 feet of a porn star. So what you're saying is, is they picked him to be the, the maybe the mirror image of Trump, so they could sell the God's gun country thing. And yeah. I guess it, you you need you need a face to appease the evangelicals. The uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, you know, group amongst your followers. You know, the the Bible thumper, the guy that will. You know, put on the the sourpuss face and the usual, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers rhetoric that we've heard from Republicans the last 20 years without any real action. And, you know, I'm also a guy that's aware that, you know, when you compare the a scale of uh, from conservative to liberal, it's not like Joe Biden has been liberal uh, in comparison to other folks for a majority of his career. So I've also been critis- critical of uh Joe Biden, because when you go as far right as we went with Trump, you kind of have to go that far left to balance it out. And at this point, it's still business as usual. And we don't have the team that we need to go up against the forces that we're going up against right now. So you make a good point there as far as the body politics, because I think that's a good discussion that we're going to have to have uh, once all this Trump administration criming and stuff starts to wind down of what's going to happen with that, because we're going to talk about that here in a minute, too, with uh, Rosen and, uh, you know, if Trump going to prison. But I think the body politic is super important, because the problem that we have with the right wing is there's no one interested in policy. Like, they have no, no platform at all. Like, it is, they are, their party... They're fascists. Well, well, right. Well, I mean, absolutely. But, but their, but their party is dead. They have no. I was talking uh, to my wife the other day about this. Is that I said, challenge me. Tell me one thing that they're for. That they're for. And she said, well, guns. And I said, no, they're against gun control. 
you know, it, it's their 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 focus is not for guns. It's it's against gun control, right? That's <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's right. their aim. Their aim isn't for guns. Their aim is against gun control. They spend gazillions of corporate money to stop sensible gun laws. That's their that's their force behind their their you know their shiv. That's what they're trying to do. And then yeah. she said abortion and I or pro life and I said, Oh good lord. <laughs> <laughs> pro life. Pro life. Give me a break. They're they're anti healthcare. How can oh, they be pro life? Dude, know? did you did you see did you see the video of Rand Paul? This oh. this this vaccinated motherfucker goes on goes on the internet and tells people resist do not comply with the vaccine and and i'm like dude you people you people have got this liberty and freedom thing so fucking twisted in your minds you people do not have the right it's not a constitutional right to get on an airplane that's not a thing that is not a thing it's not written in the constitution ye must ye must be allowed to get on airplane it's not in there you won't find it that's not a fucking thing. It doesn't say that you you are guaranteed a job whether you're vaccinated or not. That doesn't that you don't have that constitutional right. That's not a thing. Literally when you said fascism, that is that is the the root cause, but these people don't even know that's what it is. They have no <laughs> clue. Dude, they're so twisted around well, but- with this QAnon stuff. But here's the thing, dude. They don't care. And that's the bigger issue when it comes to America. We're overstimulated. We're overentertained. You know, there was a reason why superhero movies came out every month a few years ago. Because we're looking for a savior to save us from what I think is a broken system in capitalism, which will ultimately lead to more issues with global warming. You know, like... I'm not trying to overthrow the government. I'm saying the systems within our government aren't working anymore. And we can change them. Nobody says that we have to be a capitalist country. We're choosing to make that choice because it's a lot easier to control people in a capitalist society. You know, you have a CEO that makes millions of dollars and then can fire, you know, thousands of workers. Is that really fair in the end? You know, I don't know. And it's not like I'm some kind of economic professor, but whatever's going on isn't working. Whatever you call this, whatever's currently going on, ain't working. So let's try something different. I com- I completely agree. Now I I will I will say that my my stance is is that it's it's not capitalism that is the root of the problem. It's the corporate fascism that is the root of the problem. Sure. Because um, capitalism, at one point in this country, CEOs didn't make the exorbitant amount of, of money that they make uh, versus their low-lying employees, you know, the the low-level entry employees. They didn't, there was not the disparity at, at, at points in our country. Now, there's a lot of social economical uh, history there to to unpack all that. Uh-huh. But I believe I believe that this uh, plutocracy, this uh, corporate fascism is really is really the root for the problem. And the problem is and and you said it just a minute ago. You have very few CEOs versus all the other workforce, right? right? And I think that's what's kind of going on in our body politics, like we were talking earlier, is that you have a min- minority party ruling over a huge swath 
of people. Uh, for instance, the Senate were 50-50. But right. dude, the disparity in votes for the amount of votes for those 50 Democrats versus those 50 Republicans is absolutely ridiculous as far as we can't get uh, a, a, a voting rights bill. They're having trouble with this infrastructure bill. Now, it looks like they're going to get the infrastructure bill, um, but they, 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 we can't even agree on what the fucking word infrastructure means anymore. Well, who's against infrastructure? Who's well, seriously against that? I mean, that that's my issue, you know. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why there's nothing going on in the Senate. It's because everybody's bought on both sides, including Joe Manchin from West Virginia. You know, he's on the Energy Committee. There's a reason why they're, they're able to dump chemicals with impunity in West Virginia, because a guy like Joe Manchin is going to go toward his interests as opposed to the interests of the people. You know, and that and that's my issue with Republicans, too. You allow these uh, companies like Exxon and Mobil to, um, you know, pollute with impunity, but then you don't pay for the cancer treatment that's going to... Uh, be widespread because of all the stuff that gets sent into our waterways. You know, like you have to pay for one or the other, or you're just completely leading to uh, a society without humanity. You know, it's, we've drifted so far, Tony, in the last 40 years since Reagan, that um, there's not a lot of humanity left in people anymore. They've lost touch with a lot of it. Hey, 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 don't, don't bring Reagan into this. (laughs) Yeah. The the hero, right? You know, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is you would turn on uh, Fox News or any kind of conservative talk, and I mean, every five minutes, they would say the name Reagan. They they have worked so far away from even Reagan that they don't even know, what, Ronald who? Who's this Ronald? What, well, what's I this mean... trickle down? What's this stuff? I don't, we, I don't even know. What do you mean we're supposed to be against taxes or against deficits? <laughs> what? What is this stuff? They they drifted so far, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Is they they don't have a policy. Yeah. They don't. Uh-huh. They don't have anything there for like nothing. I mean, other than one thing, and that's you know the Cheeto Dust Mobster. <laughs> that's the one thing they are for is the Cheeto Dust Mobster. They can, that's the only thing they can figure out to be <laughs> for. And I and I believe I believe that it is a beautiful thing. Uh, in this country to watch them self-destruct because I think that's what's happening is is this the, this big divide that we have in the country uh, we've had this divide for a long time it's it's the minority rule forcing the majority to not have a government that they want right we're in it we're in a democratic republic where the majority can create the government that they want with the constitution that we have because it's a living document that's why they hate the constitution and then they they pretend to like the constitution by saying oh well it's you know they 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 take a, the founders the founders the found the founders were fucking slave owners exactly they yep. didn't they wouldn't half the tr- people who vote for trump wouldn't have been allowed to vote back then anyways right. it was for rich white land owning males okay you, you, stop with the founders they're dead they're gone okay <laughs> Their unintended consequence of their document to make sure that we had liberty, we get to take advantage of that. But it is it is sort of an unintended consequence. Let's be let's be fair about that. But uh, I don't even know. I'm just on a rant here. But <laughs> yeah. but back to back to 
the the workforce and the minority majority rule i think that's the divide in the country but mm-hmm. their party really is already dead like it's dead but the problem is is they have power everywhere they have power everywhere but they don't know what to do with it that's why they're like audit in arizona and <laughs> and bamboo in the ballots and watermarks like they can't even they have no direction on what can actually make them move forward i mean do you well, think do you think this garbage is a good way forward for the republican party at all well if they're beyond they're at a point of no return they can't go back to the the days of traditional gop politics um you know they're what they're doing right now tony is they're buying time either for a Ron DeSantis, you know, who I think will bring the whole thing down. You want to see the Republic go away, nominate a Ron DeSantis and see how crazy shit gets. Um, you know, and then, you're saying he's crazier than Trump. I'm saying he's smarter and smoother than Trump. <laughs> you know, well, like Trump I, was an, to our benefit. Trump was an idiot. Like he said out loud that he was hoping to investigate China for election fraud. You know, like. His crimes were in plain sight and said with enthusiasm. You know, uh, DeSantis has all the mannerisms, and but the guy went to Harvard. You know, he's not an idiot. Even if you sat in the back of a class at Harvard, you're going to be smarter than a guy that went to then went to community college. You know, you're surrounded by smart people. It's not like these guys don't know what they're doing. They're about controlling people. And what's sad is. All of these folks who are, you know, evangelicals, these gun owners, these uh, folks that need a Ford F-150, you know, they're all trying to create this John Wayne kind of uh, identity for themselves. And it's bullshit. It's it, it's it's killing the planet and it will ultimately unravel the society. You know, everything that was kind of put in place by Reagan um, is kind of ho- taking uh, coming home to roost now. And um, the only thing that Reagan did that is still benefiting us is Dr. Fauci. But, you know, they've they've already kind of cut ties with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had to have someone to blame. There yeah, has to, you right. cannot you can't blame the Cheeto dust monster that it just he's infallible. Right. And, no. and back to DeSantis, because I, I'd like to touch on that before we get to uh, this Rosen thing and is Trump going to prison. Um, sure. But but the uh, the Ron DeSantis does a horrible Trump impression. It's <laughs> hor- it's really bad. It's it's. I mean, I know that's what he's trying to do, but it's 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 not it's not on at all. He doesn't have the voice down. He doesn't have the cadence down. He's got the hand gestures down. He's got the oversized shitty fitted suit on. He's yeah. kind of changed his hair a bit. He really needs to dye it a little bit. But what you're saying, what you're saying is because Ron DeSantis knows how government works, right. He is the ultimate danger. Not him, probably specifically. Josh but. Josh Hawley would be an equal danger. Guys like that that were they were on the fast track to be a senator anyway. You know, like Josh Hawley taught at St. Paul's, as soft of a place as you can go. You know, and I and I and I live in a place uh, that's that had one of the top lacrosse programs in the country. Uh, my high school. Okay, that's all you need to know about my high school. And. The kind of folks that went there, okay, <laughs> right. Um, so I know these guys. I know how they 
want to carry themselves and project themselves to the populace, but they're they're full of shit. They're all so about you. So you've met out. you've met a handful of Josh Hollies before. A hundred percent, I have. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Because Josh Holly is the senator of my great state of Missouri, huh? and and he is he is a he is a a complete and utter fraud. I can't I can't even imagine how he... anyone in Missouri is like. Yeah, that's a good representation. A guy who uses his sister's address. In, in in the the general area of Springville, Missouri, and owns a house in Virginia, doesn't even own a property in Missouri, owns no property in Missouri, is is the Missouri the senator from Missouri doesn't even live here. How they think that's a good representation of their state, I have no idea. And really, I said this this morning on Twitter because Josh Alley is trending because of the infrastructure bill. But you know you know the famous picture where he's pumping his fist. <laughs> you know, I, right. I, I I said on Twitter this morning, he really needs to straighten his arm out and get his fucking fingers up there. You know, really get that, that proper salute. Adolf well, would be highly disappointed in he Josh can, He can hold up the, the Trump card. <laughs> but, well, hey, yeah. speaking of Trump card, uh, yeah. uh, uh, so you've seen the Trump card thing. I have uh, seen it. I'm thinking about getting one in case the Gestapo stays, you know, stops <laughs> by my house. I can say, I'm a card-carrying member, boys. I'm good. So, yeah. so which one do you want? Do you want the ones with the misspellings or with the with the Nazi eagle on it? Which one are you going to opt for? I'll have both in case, you know, they, they want to right, see both. Right, you got to have options. Well, yeah. You know, you you turn it around, flip it around, you might have both the sides. The misspelling might actually be worth more, you know, so... You, you know what? You know what we're in for here with this this Trump card thing is. Uh, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on to hear the story or even the viral video of someone not being able to get into a restaurant of a Trump bumper somewhere who owns a restaurant because they don't have their Trump card. And there's this this thing that ensues their 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 Trump passport, as it were. You know, because they're so against passports, but they're for they are. I know they'll be for the Trump passport. It's they got the gold to. eagle. Well, That's yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the Nazi eagle. What is wrong with them? Yeah. They, do they really? Is it really? Does it? Does the irony just not even? How does it not compute, man? Or the scarier thing is, they know what's going on, and I like, think that's the problem. Yeah, they see it. That's what the intention was. That's what the intention was. Dude, Trump would recite Mein Kampf. He read that stuff. He read well, that stuff. When you yeah. have Stephen Miller, when you have Stephen yeah. Miller in there standing at the desk advising you, mm-hmm. Stephen Miller, that, mm-hmm. that that goblin Nazi, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna Steve have Bannon, a nationalist. You're gonna yeah. have that stuff leak through. So let's talk about real quick about the uh, real quick. Let's talk about yeah. the Jeffrey Rosen thing uh, because this is big news. Uh, I I think this is really uh, the find out stage of the fuck around saga, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, where Jeffrey Rosen not only did he go to the Department of Justice uh, IG and tell and spill his guts on what Trump and Jeffrey Clark were up to, uh, but apparently yesterday uh, J- Jeffrey Rosen testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee for seven. Hours, seven hours. He testified in front of the <laughs> Judiciary Committee, and I know it is not just about one goddamn letter uh, from right. that Jeffrey Clark drafted. There's got to be much more that he was testifying against for seven hours of testimony. Now, Senator Blumenthal, who was uh, at that uh, that that testimony and witnessed the majority of the testimony, said yesterday that there is uh, a ton of stuff. 
that Jeffrey Rosen had basically receipts that they had given the Judiciary Committee uh, basically to lock Trump up. There's criminal liability there for Trump. Sure. But you're saying, and we, we were talking about this earlier before we came on air, you're saying that you don't think Trump will actually pay a price. Well, I mean, define pay a price. You know, like the guy is 75 years old, 74, 75 years old. He's he's done basically what he's wanted to do his entire life. And we're going to hold him to account now. And look, man, I hate to say it, folks. The world works in a way that rich white men don't go to prison. And if they do go to prison, it's the country club of prisons. You know, we saw Aunt Becky a couple of years ago. She put her daughter <laughs> through college and screwed several kids out of an opportunity and ended up, you know, going to prison for like two weeks. You know, like nothing happens to these folks. And Joe Biden, he's kicking ass. You know, don't send me DMs that I hate Joe Biden. I don't. I think he's doing great. You know, we've maintained the republic, but he's also part of the old guard. He knows how this world works. And I don't think, you know, Merrick Garland, the same deal. Um even if his specialty is domestic terrorism, you know, they got rid of Timothy McVeigh in the state of Indiana quicker than, uh, you know, any kind of responsibility for Trump that, um, with everything that's happened, you know, so it's disappointing. Um, but I just don't think you're going to put a guy with that much, uh, prestige behind, behind bars. I don't see it happening. So let me try to convince you, because I I actually do believe that uh, Trump will be held oh. some somewhat accountable. Yes, well, go ahead. One other thing I'll say. He's in Florida, right? Governor DeSantis will have a standoff before they actually try and arrest him. <laughs> so you're you're I, saying yeah. the, the, the celebrity impersonator will protect him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that <laughs> he's the system is designed to protect him. And he's leveraged it as president of the United States to ensure that it's that he's fine. You know? So, so I have talked about it here on this podcast, and I talk about it uh, in my videos, in my, some of my tic tacs, the ticky tacs that I do. <laughs> um, I, I actually think uh, Donald Trump will pay a price. Here, here's here's why I think that this is going in areas that Donald Trump does not want it to go, and why he releases some of these crazy statements that he does. <laughs> Because he can't tweet, so he's got to do whatever that is that he does. He he puts a statement out, and then he has his minions tweet images of it, uh, which no one pays attention to. No one even watched his or, or read his blog. He did a blog <laughs> thing for like three weeks, right. and then uh, the, the the Gitter, the 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 social app, whatever the hell he's got with Gitter done or Gitter <laughs> or Grabber by the whatever. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. That 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 didn't go well, <laughs> but I believe. I believe that there's several components here that are going to really put Trump in a prison corner. And the reason why I say this is there's several different investigations going on, and there's several people already indicted in these investigations. Number one, you have the Manhattan DA who has his tax returns. That grand jury has his tax returns. And they actually have indicted uh, Alan Weisselberg, which mm -hmm. there is no clear signal that Alan Weisselberg is cooperating in that case. Um, mm -hmm. But Alan Weisselberg actually ties to another federal investigation uh, or another person in a federal investigation that has been indicted. His name is Tom Barrick. Tom Barrick is also a, a, a Trump stooge. And those two, Tom Barrick 
and Alan right. Weisselberg show up in the inaugural committee. Mm-hmm. That's where they show up together. Now, to be fair, to be fair to both of these people, neither of these charges have anything to do with the inaugural committee. Now, I believe that is planned here. That is planned. And the reason why I think it's planned is because we've heard Roger Stone over and over and over on social media basically lambasting Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner because I think I think someone's cooperating here because Ivanka shows up Ivanka shows up on the inaugural committee as well. So Alan Weisselberg, Ivanka Trump, and Tom Barrick all show up on this inaugural committee because the question is not only where did the money go, because there's money that no one's like, where the hell did this money go? It went in right. Trump's pocket. That's where it went. It went in a fucking pocket. But everyone's <laughs> wondering where the money went. But the real question is not really where the money went. Everyone knows where the fuck it went. The question is, they have to prove that, but the question really is, where did the money come from? Where right. did the money come from? And the funny part is, Tom Barrick's indictment has to do with the Saudis, basically. And the very first trip that Trump made, the very first one, was where? Where did he go, Jimmy? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. UAE. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So so this is all kind of it's just it's just convenient that this that this quilt of inaugural committee is happening under under this well, guise of criminal activity. And you have Jared Kushner's Triple uh, Six Avenue building, you know, being funded by, uh, I believe it's uh, banks in UAE. You know, so all of it's interconnected. And as far as the inaugural stuff uh, related to Trump, uh, Noel talks about this, but he was at both of Barack Obama's inaugurations. Okay, mm-hmm. and they had everyone uh, performing at this uh, thing. They did like a three-hour broadcast on HBO. Um, they had Sting. Stevie Wonder, uh, John Legend. I mean, name any performer. You're talking were, about a lot of money. There. You're a talking lot, about a lot of money. A lot of heavy hitters that you're going to have to pay a heavy price for. All of it together was forty to fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so what? Uh, you know, Trump got a substantial amount of money from what was from what went down through that whole thing, and you know, it was the beginning of a four year long grift that he's continued at this point um last i checked it was like 75 million dollars in his pack you know he has a war chest that he's going to use in this next election cycle and he's going to and the thing is he's a kingmaker too tony you know anybody that he endorses or says you know don't vote for this guy it either makes or breaks them that's the other thing man. well we did see in the texas sixth district uh several weeks ago we did see that he floundered on a race um, he did lose. He did lose an endorsement race down there in the sixth district of Texas. So right. I, right. I, I think he's more irrelevant because I think the actual biggest fraud that there is, the biggest fraud that he's ever brought on our country, mm-hmm. is that he actually has all these people out there supporting him. I think it's kind of bullshit. I mean, I think he has yeah. a base. I think he has a large swath of people. It is a large number of people, but him thinking that it's seventy, eighty million people that will. That will stand and fight for him. Eh, come on, mm. man. Come on. That ain't, that's all. I, I don't bullshit. know, man. I mean, that's all bullshit. Here's the deal. After four years of hell, right. like we were on the brink of collapse, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still got seventy-four million votes. And it there's is, not it a is lot. disturbing. It is disturbing. And you know what? 
Joe Biden isn't a fascist, but economically, there's not a lot of difference. There's not. Okay. Like you're saying, so, you're saying the economy today is not different than it was. When, it's, we're still capitalist. Aren't well, we? Yeah. But, but, but isn't that the same with every president? Isn't that all the bullshit line between president to president, no matter who it is, I'm that saying, somehow it's different. I'm saying the, the part of the appeal for Biden was that, uh, you know, moderate, uh, Republicans would vote mm-hmm. for him. Right. Right. That's my point. Joe Biden has been around for 40 years, and maybe that was part of the break from him, you know, but still, 74 million people wanted another round of that shit after 40 <laughs> years. Well, I mean, total shit show. I, I mean, you man, know, when, when you're when, when, when you're on when you think that you're on the good end of fascism, <laughs> you're, you're for it. Uh, no, I'm dead serious. Right, right. I mean, yeah. that's no one, not as many people as, as they want to think cheered Hitler on in the beginning. It was only re- it was only realized when when oh he's not going to come for us we're yeah sure <laughs> well, yeah the crazy thing is dude we saw him attack the capital how much more do you need to know well, that this guy's crazy but but to be fair to be fair all those votes were were cast before he attacked the capital and i think i think that's what is very important about 2022 and 2024 what i mean is is that we will get electoral proof of how irrelevant or relevant he is so uh we know how many votes he got in uh 2020 and then uh the big lie all the bullshit everyone knew he lost even people who voted for him, Jesus Christ, will you Including shut the him. hell up? He right. knew he lost, too. Right. Well, I mean, that's where this Jeffrey Rosen stuff's going to come in. But everyone knew he lost. We got to January 6th. The insurrection happened. And, man, I, I, I we haven't seen a real nationwide vote yet uh, where where Trump is, what you say, kingmaker, and going to endorse these people. And we're going to see that in 2022. So we're going to find out how many votes there are still for him or against him right. and how relevant he is. Um. And I think I think this Jeffrey Rosen stuff, these the select committee. I believe that these federal investigations we were just talking about with Tom Barack uh, Barrick, uh, the Manhattan DA's case against Alan Weisselberg. I even think the case, the federal case down in Florida uh, against Joel Greenberg, uh, has a lot to do with Trump because in that case there was money being transferred supposedly to Roger Stone to get him a pardon through Rudy right. Giuliani and Jared Kushner. And Rudy Giuliani, there we go again, he's in a lot of federal trouble, and he's begging Trump, begging Trump to pay attention to me. Hey, look at me, look at me, please pay my bills so I can afford attorneys. It's it's getting it's getting really, 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 really small in that criminal corner that he's standing in, is all I'm saying. Now, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I will say that I'm not really sure what it looks like for a former president to go to prison, like that's the thing. I, I I think I think we're gonna the crime's gonna catch up with him. But what I don't know is what it looks like. I mean, we've never done this before. What is it? If it's a federal prison, do we actually put him in prison? Do we? I mean, what do we do? Do we let him stay at Mar-a-Lago? I I I, I mean, that's the thing that I'm like. What the fuck did? How does that work? Well. Or does he get on a plane and go to Russia? Maybe he bunks with Putin. I don't know. I mean. Uh, I, you know, thinking about it in a Trump way, what I what I would do is like put him in a padded cell and then just put several webcams on and have people pay, you know, five bucks a month to watch him, you know, just, <laughs> just as a people watching opportunity, you know. So you're He's, saying a grift, a grift yeah. even after 
He's, but I'm uh, saying it's like it's like the best reality show, and he's similar to the Riddler or the Joker. You know, he's kind of a, a psychopath <laughs> of a person where you might want to watch him be in a padded room and see what happens. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. you know, I think I think this president thing was all accidental, anyways. I mean, don't you think he would prefer to be known as the great businessman on TV? <laughs> you know, the fake businessman on TV. And be able to run around acting, you know, pretending to be a billionaire uh, for oh, the rest of his life, <laughs> rather than having to stave off all these federal investigations, because he would really like to still commit crime and stuff. You know, now it's really tough to commit crime when you're, you know, you got the eyes watching you. But well, as Noel says, you know, and he has experience firsthand with Trump uh, on Celebrity Apprentice. You know, he says that uh, when. Trump walks into a room, he wants music to play when he walks in, he wants to get high, and he wants to grab women. You know, he's all about what's going to immediately satisfy his narcissistic needs. So whatever that is at that time, whether it be a, you know, a handful of cash or a stack of uh, cheeseburgers that he's going to shove down his gullet, uh, you know, he's going to have it at that time. Um, Trump, oh. Trump is a scumbag of a human being. <laughs> And, and and you know what? We're we're all guilty in in nominating him, uh, and we we all play a part of it, part in it. Even if we didn't vote for him, you know, we allowed for a guy like Trump to rise up, uh, and that shows we've been dumbed down. Well, we we are we are reality TV based in this we country, are, uh, and and you know the the craziest part is that our our professional wrestling. Uh, uh, tendencies. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah, uh, you no, know, I, I, I've had this conversation with uh, one of my friends of mine, and he brought it up. He said, "Look, the, what is happening? Uh, what Trump is is he's the real life Steve Austin became president <laughs> of the United States. Exactly. And it, and, it, and it's kind. He's like, it's kind of disappointing that that it, you know people know that wrestling is fake, but they pretend that it's real, right? I mean, you wanna you wanna pretend that it's real because that makes it more entertaining." I think what happened was is a lot of these people who didn't pay attention to politics, who had no clue how government works, they have no clue how policy works, they have no clue how roads and bridges get built and how all that's funded. They have no idea how schools are done. They don't know, but it's fun, and it's fun to, you know, root for the bad guy. It's fun to root for Cold Stone Steve Austin to bust a beer over his face and guzzle it. Right? I mean, that's a fun thing to do, especially when it's not real, but you can pretend that it's real. I mean, professional wrestling really is the birth of reality TV. Everyone thinks it was real world on MTV, but it was not. It really was professional wrestling that brought reality TV, uh, that that, that genre to this country. Well, and, and Trump and Vince McMahon have been friends for generations. They've been friends for 30 years. You know, he hosted WrestleMania 3 at Trump Plaza. He's not. He's been familiar with that business for years, right? You know. Right. So, and well, I and, and I, as far as my background in professional wrestling, I started a charity wrestling event. You know, mm-hmm. where where uh, kids with disabilities could perform as a character and uh, get to showcase their ability as opposed to a disability. So, right. I've been in the ring. I understand the psychology of the business a little bit. I've been around folks that have trained. Uh, you know, any kind of wrestler that's out there today. Um, they they've crossed paths with them or, or know of them, so that's at least where my knowledge base is. Well, well, right, but but don't you think that a, a certain percentage of the population uh, took took their <laughs> their attitude towards wrestling and applied it towards politics? One hundred percent. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, they took what they know about being a fan for professional wrestling and really projected that onto onto Trump. And I think it was an accident. You know, he came down the escalator. He decided to use racism because that's what he'd been using against Obama for for several years. It was working. It was getting him an attention. So he decided to use racism when he was talking about rapists and criminals coming across the border. And I think the unintended consequence was that there was this underlying uh, uh, hate in this country that they were ready they were ready for the anti-Obama, the 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 arch enemy of Obama to be the president and to divide the country with racism. And they were like, oh, that's our that's our heel. That's the stone. We're going to root for the heel. We're going right. to print T-shirts and hats. We're going to have flags and we're going to, you know, we're going to cheer to the music. And he's <laughs> going to he's going to be our heel and we are going to root for the heel. And. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know, I'm not a psych- psychology, I've taken some psychology classes in college, but I'm no psychology major, but mm. I really do believe that a lot of this is, they know that this is all bullshit, but it's fun to pretend that it's, re- like, the, like, even... They're all making money in the process, well, too, though, know. man. Well, I yeah, mean, I mean, that's, that's the other thing, you know, I mean, uh, it's... It's a frustrating thing, dude. Like our, our politics was in decline before Trump. Sarah Palin was gonna was one heartbeat away from John McCain, you know, keeling over from being president of the United States. It wasn't like Sarah Palin was very close to becoming president of the United States when you think about it, man. Well, I mean, she reads all the papers, all of them, you know. Yeah, all, all just them. all of them. All, I'm just all, fancy. you know. I mean, you name it, I read it. Just name it, and I'll say that I read it. You know what's crazy about Sarah Palin yeah. uh, in in the pop culture of politics and this professional wrestling style uh, uh, view of politics that a right. lot of people have is we have we now have like a whole a whole crew of Sarah Palin's in Congress with like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Dude, seriously, they, they all, they started like wearing glasses and fixing the hair and doing the bibbity bops on stage. And I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. We, we had one Sarah Palin and now we've got a dozen of them. Like they're all there and they hold off a Sarah Palin. You know, she, she lost and she quit being governor because it was too much. But these people are in, in charge of shit. They're in right. charge of stuff. I know. It's Matt crazy. G- Matt Gates is still on committee, and there was a Venmo transaction, you know, talking about sex trafficking. <laughs> with that guy. He's still on committee, you know. Like, and I said this week, you know, how bad of a week is Governor DeSantis having when the second most hated guy in Florida is Matt Gates? You know, that's, that's, that's that shows shitty. you where Florida's at. You know, that's pretty shitty. But, and, and you know, it, it it does it does tell you about the state of our politics too, because we're watching Andrew yeah. Cuomo, which um, it, we're recording this episode, so so this isn't this is uh, streamed live, but we are a few days ahead of when it's going to be streamed. But today we're watching Andrew Cuomo's administration just completely blow up. Is uh, basically his top executive has resigned. Um, I, I don't know how long he can sustain not resigning at this. point point because there's going to be a forced impeachment it looks like uh, for the scumbag he is and and you know that that's that's the problem with our body politics is is only one party is held accountable for all these misdeeds we right. have another party that and and it's and I don't think it's because of Trump but Trump showed the way to not be held accountable like he gave the model just deny it deny it deny it fuck 
fuck that shit. We're just going to move on and, and, and say it's not true, even though there's clear evidence that, that there is credible allegations. And Andrew Cuomo took that stance several weeks ago. Now he's boxed in a corner here because the Democratic Party is, and the Republican Party too, is going to hold him accountable. So he's got it from both sides. Whereas Trump, only got it from one side, only got it from the accountability was only coming from one side. The other side was like, no. Well, I mean, you still have Jim Jordan as a congressman. Right. Jim, I don't report sex crimes. Jordan is, is a congressman who has a past, who has a past a bill in 12 years as a congressman. Well, I mean, I, 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 I use the word congressman with Jim Jordan very lightly, (laughs) very lightly. I mean, he is elected, but a congressman yeah. is is uh is insulting other congress people so what but, what, uh, what you mentioned about him is so true though tony like what what trump has done the most lasting damage that he's done to this country is that he's normalized chaos mm-hmm. you know he's made it normal and the right. crazy thing is and what's really scary about 2022 and why noel and i are like panicking and hitting hitting things with a little more of a sense of urgency is you think things are bad now with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Look at the next, you know, election cycle when we have 10 or 15 of these QAnon nutbags in Congress. You won't be able to get anything finished. Right. Wait not. till wait till we have four dozen Sarah Palins in right. Congress again. I'm telling hey, you. because that's where it's that's where it's headed. And 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 you know, I I appreciate you and you and Noel doing all the work that you're doing over there uh because yeah. the the one thing uh that I think can can put chinks in armor is when you tell, like you said, truth to power. And I know Noel has a lot of experience, uh, not just inside the entertainment industry, but inside that Trump uh, universe and the people that were around him and created this this fake facade of this great businessman. And, and he did. He played a businessman on TV. I mean, <laughs> the, the yeah. dude inherited a half a billion dollars. Um, and anyone who knows anything about money knows that he should be able to turn it into about 30 30 billion in the time that he's had it, but he's, he hasn't. Um, so he is, he is a, it is all fraud. It's all bullshit. He's not a great business person. He's a horrible fucking buffoon. He has no clue what he's doing. That's why he just throws money at any problem that comes along because that's what he's always done because it's all about solving the next problem, solving the next problem. It's never about, you know, profits or anything like that. It's always about solving the next problem. What's my problem now and how do I solve it with money, right? <laughs> and where do I get it? Who do I grift it off of? Who do I steal it from? Who do I not pay the bill uh, to get the money that I need to solve my personal problem over here that, you know, people are going to catch on to me not being rich? Because I think that's the tax return thing that he doesn't want people to see is he doesn't want people to actually know that it was all bullshit, that he's 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 a fucking fraud. <laughs> so, but I appreciate the work that you and Noel are doing in your podcast. Tell us again when it's released. Tell us what it is, yeah. where you can find it. Tell us. Uh, the Noel Kessler Podcast. Uh, new episodes are released uh, on Mondays at noon. Um, most of the content right now is going to be talking about Trump and the chaos agent that he is to our country. Um, and, you know, talking about global warming, things that are going to impact us all. You know, Noel and I both are kind of holistic problem solvers when it comes to our society. Uh, and then my podcast, JBK On Air, just kind of a creative vessel um, that you guys can check out. Um, a lot of my friends are interviewed, everything from athletes to media professionals. So give it, give it a listen. So go follow Jimmy on social media, the <laughs> tweets and the Instagrams. JBK on air. 
Jimmy Kennedy, thanks for joining me, buddy. I really do appreciate it. Keep up your work over there on your podcast and Noel's podcast. Uh, Jimmy Kennedy, the executive producer of the Noel Kassler podcast. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. Uh, we'll have you back My soon, pleasure. all right? We'll see you. We'll see you. Have a good one. Oh, what an episode. What an episode. Gave us an insight into Mike Pence's personal stories, which no one is surprised that this guy is who he is or what he was and who he pretends to be. No one's surprised by this. Um, yeah, you know, that that's the whole fraud of Trump and anyone around Trump is that you have to pretend to be a certain way and it has to be a certain a certain fraud to make sure that everyone thinks a certain... That's, that, that's the Trump cards. The Trump cards is a fraud. Jesus, there's a Nazi eagle on it. It's a Nazi... German Nazi eagle. It's it's the fucking Russian colors. What the? And it's a Trump card that you pay $50 for. For what? For what? So it burns a hole in your wallet? I don't know. What does it afford you? What does it get you? What do you get? Do you, do you get to go to Trump rallies? I, I don't understand what the fuck the Trump card is. The official membership card is for. What's the membership to? That you're, a, you're officially a member of the grifting cult? I don't know. And that in that in itself is just a summation of Trump and everything around him is the $50 for a Trump membership card. Well, I, I want to thank Jimmy again for joining us. Again, this is a special guest episode. We're going to air this at a special time. Now, my live show is on Wednesdays, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. But we're going to find a time to release more and more of these guest episodes. I'm going to try to get more guests on. So if you guys want to hear from somebody out there... In, on the interwebs, whether it be on Twitter or TikTok, let me know. Let them know. They can come on the show. We can hash this out. Uh, we can try to fix this country. We'll see how it works out. In the meantime, though, in the meantime, fuck them. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them.